you don't cut out any of the parts that I say, hey, you, you're probably going to want to cut this out. And then when it gets to the show and it's, it's me saying, hey, you're probably going to want to cut this out. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Friends Who Like Stuff podcast, the podcast where we explore the stuff we're passionate about and have fun doing. I'm John. And I'm James. And each week we'll dive into a new topic or theme, whether it's movies, music, sports, or video games, and we'll share our opinions, experiences, and insights. This week we wanted to center our conversation around magic. We'll also have a rotating third host joining us, as always, bringing their own perspectives and adding to the conversation. And this week it is my dear friend who also likes stuff, Evan. Hey, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Evan is the newest member of the Friends Who Like Stuff, and this is going to be a super fun episode, really, really interesting, because John and Evan have never met each other, and not only have they never met each other, they have never even spoken to one another before. So John hadn't met Joey before we recorded our first episode, but he had played Destiny with him. Mm -hmm. So this is new territory for us, but... I love both of these guys, and both of these guys love people, and they can chat up a stranger like they've been friends for years. So, we've got two new friends here. Woohoo! So, Evan, for myself and our listeners, before we get to this week's topic, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. It's it's exciting. It's always fun. And I, I was just thinking, and now I'm seeing it here. We've spoken indirectly once. Or I guess on, on a multiple occasions, I've typed in on Twitch. And then John yes. has responded to a question. But you're right. We've never met. We've never actually spoken with one another. Looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm Evan. I, I work with James and uh, moved to Lubbock about five years ago to work only to work with James. That's why I moved here. Uh, mm -hmm. I got a wife and three kids <laughs> that keep me busy. My oldest is 10 and I've got an oldest son that's 10 and a daughter that is seven. And then my youngest son is five. And so we stay and busy. all named after me. They're all named James. <laughs> uh, oddly enough, James, my brother is named after you. His name is James, <laughs> but from day one went by Ryan. So I've never called him James. His wife calls him James and it creeps me out. But yeah, he was named after you, but no, not, not our children. But yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. Well, Fantastic. cool. Well, we have some things in common. I have three kids as well. Two boys and a girl. They're a little bit younger, but see, finding commonalities already. And we both like stuff. Hmm. Yeah. And according to James, we can both talk about stuff. That's which what is James not usually a compliment to me. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a hard time shutting Evan up. Just, just a warning. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like to teach people. Evan is our university pastor and is a great, not just a great pastor, but a really gifted teacher. And John is a teacher I who am. is also a gifted teacher. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I try. My wife's a teacher in, in public school as well. And the days that I get nervous that I'll, I'll not be able to have a full-time job pastoring in the future, I think that's, a, that's about the only skill I have. <laughs> so I suspect I'll be in the public school system one day, too, if I'm not able to do this full-time. Oh, it's fun. It's, 
It's yeah. not a fallback, though. No, I'm just no, kidding. no, no. It it would be the only other thing I think I could do and enjoy. <laughs> but my wife's a teacher and and loves it, and so got a good example. Well, awesome. So, like I said before, we want to talk about magic this week, and we have a couple different discussions that we all brought. But who should start us off, James? Right. Well, and let's let's explain this just real quick because this is something sort of new. We've done this once before on our draft episodes. The topic that we choose, the way we're doing it now, is each of the three of us are going to bring something that we want to discuss with the others. And so, John, you've brought something, and the whole reason we're doing magic is because of what you wanted to talk about today. That's so right. So, why don't you go first? All right. I am so excited to go first. So. It's been about a month now since this game has dropped, and so I feel like I've had adequate time to allow people to experience it for themselves and play it and go through the wonders that is Hogwarts Legacy. I have been, I won't say hooked on this game because I video games are something that I typically do for the social experience, right? The, the social aspect of mm-hmm. it. I love playing with my friends. And so video gaming is not the love out of everything that I do on video games, but I have loved this game. It is so much fun to be able to dive in to a world that I grew up with that, you know, I read the books as they came out pretty much from the third one on. And so don't you have some ink on your body dedicated to it? No, I don't. I, that is still planned. It is like that is, but some things have popped up in front of that one. So that one is not oh, okay. on, on me yet. But yes, it is a it is a plan. I know it is because that was like a childhood that, you know, encompassed everything with my, all my family was into it. All my friends were into it at the time. So yeah, it is definitely a plan, but not yet. But nice. it's it was really fun hopping into this world and... I really loved how they started the game. So you start out as this fifth year student who's never been to Hogwarts, which is kind of a weird concept, but they explain it pretty well. You look like you have a question, I still struggle. Well, I still struggled with, with that idea. I, I know I know they explain it off and everything, but it's still it's still odd to me. Right. It's it's but it not, didn't run it didn't ruin the game. It's not perfect. But you have to think how many other students are in the UK area and uh, are magic users and maybe didn't go to Hogwarts or maybe they're homeschooled or, you know, there's, there are aspects that you can think about. And whenever you add in I'm not sure I have to think about that. Well, you don't have to, but (laughs) me being a teacher, I do think of that actually sometimes like that, that was something that helped explain it for me was just knowing the background of how people choose to educate their, their students, whether it's, home, private school, whatever it is. And so it it's not super surprising that now this student has come into a school at a at a different stage with different experiences and different abilities that they are trying to develop. And on top of that, they they introduce a new form of magic. I won't go into too much detail from here, but a new type of magic that isn't a super common form of magic. And so it kind of explains how some of these abilities may have, may have been latent a little bit longer in life. And so I, I don't know. I've really enjoyed it. 
It's also really nice that you don't have to start as a first year because the first year is like all the basics. They try to just like throw every all the basics kind not at, at once, but they you get through them pretty quickly. And learning mm-hmm. the spells yeah. aren't this long, tedious quest line, right? They're usually just like one or two little things like, hey, go talk to this teacher, do this thing. Boom, you know the spell, which is really nice. I do wish the spells were a little harder to learn. So I'm like six hours in. I'm early. Mm-hmm. And they almost feel like either just give me the spell or make the little puzzle thing at least a little harder. Navigating through and pressing a button as you come up to it, it almost took it out. I, I do wonder, John, so I'm playing this on mm-hmm. Xbox. I think we've all three played this. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you navigating the world? Are you... Every side quest gives you an option to be a little scummy. Like, how mm-hmm. scummy have yeah. you been? I I can't do it. I can't do it. I know. I've it. been so straight-laced. Uh, I'm almost embarrassed to say how straight-laced. One girl asks to go get your books. Uh-huh. And you, like, have an opportunity to, like, bribe her because you read her diary. And mm-hmm. I did it. And then I felt so bad. Luckily, the next <laughs> option was, like, a just kidding. I hit her with a, no, no, no. I yeah, yeah. really mean that. Like, I would never do that to you. I just felt so awful inside. So, James, have you gone a little scummy on these? No, I, I all games like this, I feel awful yeah. going scummy. I yeah. always have to be good. Oh. It just feels so much better to me. Except for that, I, except for the girl who is the flying course girl. She's she's a little bit of a jerk, so I didn't mind being a little bit of a jerk back to her. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it no, that's, some, that's, it makes some sidebar fun scummy, less scummy and more just rebellious. Yes, yes. I've even had trouble doing some of those. I did go dual, but only because the teacher told me to. Yeah. Yeah. That was one that I did too. Because it, it connected with, with that ca- character you were talking to. It wasn't like you were, you know, being mean to him or anything. You were just like, that was how you got into that, mm-hmm. that friendship. Mm-hmm. Now, John... This game, and we might have already mentioned it on an episode before, but you made a large purchase just because of this game. Yes, I did. So I was debating getting a PS5 in the first place. I mean, it was it was like, you know, if if I can get the opportunity, should I just buy it? Because I was watching the drops and I just had this little nagging like, maybe I should go ahead and get one and just upgrade and be done with it. But the thing that convinced me to get it was actually James saying, do you want to play Hogwarts Legacy on a last gen console? Mm-hmm. That's the statement that did it. <laughs> From then on, I was like, okay, I'm getting a PS5. Like that's, that's all it was. And granted, this was like, I've, I've had a PS5 for a, almost a year and a half now. So it's been a while. But Hogwarts Legacy, I think, was supposed to come out that summer. And so I was only going to have it like three or four months before Hogwarts Legacy initially was supposed to come out. And then it got pushed back and pushed back. So, but yeah. Which I'm always good with a game being pushed back if it's going to make it better. I'm <laughs> definitely more okay with it now that I've played some games that were not complete upon release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it used to be frustrating that in movies, like it was like, oh, come on, just put it out. But now that I think we're in a new era where we have seen what happens whenever people do put out their work too early and it's just, it's a mess. And it was some, something yeah. that was supposed to be so amazing. And thankfully 
this is that amazing. It has rave reviews from mm -hmm. most critics. There's a little bit of a controversy around it that we don't really have to go into, but mm -hmm. the gameplay itself and the game itself is widely considered amazing. And the well, world and so, is beautiful. Yes. It is mm -hmm. so beautiful. Traveling around the Scottish lowlands. But even staying out of the controversy for today's era for something to be able to transcend a controversy and people mm -hmm. go, no, 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 it's that good says a lot about how good it is. There's a lot of really good things that have not gotten through controversy. And this one is just so well made. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to bring up. I just, I, I knew that I had to talk about it. It's been long enough. People, <laughs> if you haven't played it and you enjoy single player games and you enjoy Harry Potter or just exploring, Hogwarts Legacy is definitely a game you should purchase. Sold. I think I will. <laughs> Evan, it's your turn. All right. So when I was thinking about what magic realm I wanted to, to go to, one of my first thoughts was a book series. It admittedly was written for children, but when I was a child, I read the Hardy Boys. You know, I went to the library in fourth grade, but probably fifth grade on, I didn't read a book that I wasn't required to. And most of the ones <laughs> I was required to, I didn't read. I can remember I read The Things They Carried. I read Animal Farm. And that might be the only two books I read in, in high school that were required <laughs> readings. The rest... I either read the the wiki notes or the table of contents and guest, and I got through. <laughs> and so, and after I got married, probably because we were poor and didn't have internet, I I started reading. And so then I thought, well, there's like a whole world that I didn't read as a child. And so I came across almost by accident a series of books by a guy named Ransom Riggs called Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children. Mm -hmm. um, the cover, I judge a book by its cover all day. And I saw this <laughs> cover and I was intrigued, read the first one, was blown away. I'm so glad I did not read it when it came out because I would have had to wait. I think it was maybe two years after the first one and then a, a third one came out. Now there's like seven. The, the three, when you read the end of the third one, you can tell this was sort of the end of the way he envisioned the trilogy. And then... As capitalism does, we got five more books after that. I read the fourth one, Map of Days. It was good. But the first three were phenomenal. And it's essentially about a boy. And I won't spoil much, even though they've been out, because you should read it if you haven't. But it's about a boy who's got a grandfather who passes away and passed away in some unusual circumstances that the boy witnesses. But when he brings it to his parents, they go, no, you just bought into all the kooky stuff your grandpa was into. He was always being paranoid that people were after him. He was always talking about things we can't see. He was crazy, and now he's convinced you. Through a series of events, he convinces his dad to go to this place on the auspices of like, hey, we'll just go and kind of hang out and get some father-son bonding time. But he had a map from his grandfather that he thought maybe would lead him to a, a place here where he would find some answers, and he does. He discovers an orphanage that's in another realm, another dimension, another time and space full of peculiar children. After I read it, I went back because I'm interested in how you even think of these things. Uh, Neil Gaiman's one of these guys. I go, how does that even come mm -hmm. into your brain? <laughs> oh, yeah. And this series by Ransom, I thought, man, how does that even, because it is a, it is beautiful world making. I mean, he creates 
not just a world, but multiple worlds that exist simultaneously and yet somehow separately. And it's these children that all have peculiar abilities. One of them just has a big hole in his stomach. Some of them float. <laughs> right? One girl has to wear concrete shoes because she just kind of floats away. She doesn't fly. She just floats. She has very little control over it. And if she doesn't wear concrete shoes, she just floats away. So does does one shoot lasers out of his eyes and another has claws come out of his hand? And <laughs> No, but... I do love the X-Men, but that's not magic, I don't think. Is, is mutant power <laughs> magic? No. Some okay, of it I'll... some of it might be. It's magical. Like, yeah. Supernatural. I, I, yeah. I would consider it's, some of it. Because there's definitely magic within the Marvel world. Like, yes. Gambit and is the magic pretty, users pretty are close. not mutants. Well, I guess Gambit's kinetic energy. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, case no. they settled. Not magic. Or maybe magic. But no lasers. Actually, none of them particularly helpful in fighting. And yet, pretty quickly after he meets them, they become almost nonstop battling. And almost none of their powers are useful for that. There's a girl that's very strong. That's that's always helpful. But they are just peculiar, not actually helpful. But they are led by Miss Peregrine, who is also a peregrine, and can transform into a bird... Later you find out, not to spoil too much, but later you find out there are multiple homes like this, all led by these women who also are birds that, that caretake for these peculiar children. But yeah, the, the book swept me away. I was so excited to read the rest. Accidentally found out years later that he had written a fourth one called Map of Days. Loved it. I assume the rest are great too. Just my uh, my TBR list is is growing much faster than I can read. But yeah, just a fantastical series of of magic and it's not overly violent it's not overly grotesque but it's also plenty of action and but it's it's creatively done in a way that really does sweep you up into the world that that Riggs creates in a way outside of Harry Potter that I had not experienced. Harry Potter is my favorite series of all time. Also didn't read it twice yes. in but I saw you were doing yes. the, the game so I didn't want to do Harry Potter. But I'm I'm finishing the book I'm reading now, and I'm going to do Harry Potter again this year just because I want to. Second to Harry Potter, I had not been kind of captured by a world the way I was with Miss Peregrine's School for Curious yeah. Children. So I haven't read any of the books, but I saw the movie. Have you seen the movie? I have not seen the movie. Okay, I was going to ask you if it was a, a good comparison or not. If you I see do it, remember reading that it actually is a, a pretty good adaptation. Well, cool. Well, yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. I, I wasn't. It wasn't one that I was blown away over, but it was also, it wasn't necessarily geared towards sure. my my age group. It was, you know, that like barely young adult type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I have not seen it, nor have I read the books, but I'm intrigued now. I, I kind of want to give the, the books a shot. They're fun books. And, it, and again, they're written. So my guess is always... With how old is the the main protagonist, and that's I assume about who they're writing to, and I think he's eleven in the first one, and so they're they're writing to eleven year olds. I read it the year just my speed. That's right. <laughs> I was trying to read fifty books in a year, and I knew I could not read them all. Uh, oh dense, man, you know theological tomes, and so I was like, I got to get an easy one in here, and then it ended up being just fantastic. Oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but if you're looking for the depth of Neil Gaiman or the the weight maybe of Neil Gaiman or an author like him, it's not mm-hmm. what it is. It's it's a 
older children's book, which is really well done, creative. I can, cool. I can get down with that. I can I can read my uh, more mature adults, not not as in raunch, but as in sure. weight. I've seen your books. And, and, I know what mm-hmm. you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that Fabio on your back shelf? Yeah. We we know you're I, just a romance novel junkie, James. I do have so. to say, we were we were uh, James. You know, at my office every day at nine and at two, a group of us go to what we affectionately refer to as drinky time. Drinkies, where we walk down to the basement where the drink machine is, and we get drinks. We're on the second floor, and then we walk back to the second floor. And the other day, we were discussing what we were reading, and uh, one secretary said, "I'm just." romance that's that's what i like to read and so i said what are you reading right now and she said the last jihad and everyone looked at her a little bit confused and she was like well this one's not really romantic <laughs> the rest of them are romantic. So if you're looking for a good romance oh novel and check out the last jihad <laughs> i have a i have a guess as to who that was so my my favorite book series the first paperbacks that came out all had it looked like a harlequin romance cover because mm. it had a fabio looking guy on all of them in kind of sexy poses yeah but the the, the covers have nothing to do with the books themselves <laughs> and so yeah. my my best friend growing up gave me a really hard time about those books are you not going <laughs> to tell us what the series is oh so it's uh, the song of albion by okay. stephen r lawhead people uh, may want to anyway, check it out yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so good. It's so it's not as easy a read as I'm assuming Ms. Peregrine's school is. <laughs> Play a game with me, would you? So I would like to talk about something that is magically delicious. <gasps> I know, right? I have a long history of loving Lucky Charms growing up. Throughout college, it was easily my favorite cereal. As, as an adult, uh, and as I matured and became more dignified, I've I've moved on to Honey Bunches of Oats. But oh, stop it! Put your heart. <laughs> yeah. But but I, I I still love Lucky Charms. I have memories of, of going to summer camps and grabbing the last box. You know those little small single boxes mm-hmm. that you would get oh, yeah. at breakfast, and being excited that I was able to snag it. More than once in college, I would have a bowl for dinner in the calf. It was my favorite cereal. I love it so much. It also makes it makes one of the best cereal milks. You know. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the best parts of eating cereal is drinking the milk afterward. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Lucky Charms milk is so 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 good. What's what's your favorite marshmallow? I don't I don't know if I ever thought about having a favorite marshmallow. Oh, rainbow oh. all day. I mean, it would probably be the clover because my favorite color has been green my whole life. I can dig it. But and actually now it's a it's a hat with a clover. Mm. But I, I love Lucky Charms, and, and so I'm just going to ask some questions while I talk about this cereal that I love so much. All right, this I know be it's fun. So, some questions you'll get, some questions <laughs> you won't, unless you're just no, that's offensive. Insane. I know, I know. Yeah, we are historians um, of the of of cereal. So, okay, so Mr. Historian, what decade did Lucky Charms debut? It 
it debuted in the uh, 70s. Well, that was that was prime processed food, quick food. Yeah, I would go. I would go 70s, maybe early 80s. Okay. Okay. It was 64. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh. And so John <laughs> Hollihan, who who I'd never heard of before today. I don't just know all this information, by the way. <laughs> he developed the product, but he was inspired by a combination of another cereal and a candy that he really liked. And he put them together to create Lucky Charms. What do you think the cereal and candy is? The right. cereal should make sense. Cheerios. I if, yeah, I wonder if it's just Cheerios. Yeah, It is Cheerios. It tastes like Cheerios if you don't have the marshmallows in there. Mm-hmm. I think it was of a, like a soft, fluffy candy. Yeah, yeah. A taffy would be too chewy. It's not like the... It wouldn't be Peeps. Those are too big. It wouldn't be Peeps. Oh, it's like, like a, a, like a bit of honey, but I'm still thinking about the cereal, not the marshmallow. So it was 64. So... Right. It wouldn't be the uh, those Valentine thingies, would they? <laughs> it would not. But oh, that's a good guess. That's good. That's the, good. The sweetheart. <laughs> hearts. Yeah. Yeah. So it was inspired by a combination of Cheerios and circus peanuts. Those little orange marshmallowy candies okay. that Fox yeah, put yeah. out. When you started with the S, I thought you were going to say Skittles, but my brain's been on Skittles for a long time. And I have to <laughs> ask you a question, James. Because your favorite color is green. How did you feel about Skittles changing the lime Skittle? to a green apple skittle for a while it's back to lime thank the lord okay okay i didn't know they changed it but i would have been upset it was and not because my favorite color is green but because the lime was one of my favorite skittles and the green apple was garbage okay continue with your questions <laughs> so whenever uh whenever, whenever it was created the oat pieces the cereal pieces originally came in bell fish arrowhead and clover shapes and then there were four shapes for the marshmallows. What what do you think they were? And colors for extra credit. I wonder if there's still some of the originals. Hearts, real easy. Yes. Pink hearts is the only one that stayed the entire time, never changed. I bet one was a green clover because he said something about, James said something about it becoming a hat. Was the rainbow an original marshmallow? The rainbow was not. The rainbow came out in my lifetime. Okay. I wonder if this... So the star now is like a shooting star, right? It has like the white behind it. I wonder if it was just a golden star. Basically, it was an orange star. Mm-hmm. And then one more. And it is the current shape. Oh, man. Not a current color. I don't um, eat Lucky Charms often enough for this. I don't think it'd be Horseshoe. Oh. It... It, it's not the horseshoe. It is the yellow moon. Oh, yellow gotcha. Moon. Mm-hmm. And so Lucky Charms, they were supposed to represent a charm bracelet, basically. Those were big at the time. And so that's that's where that whole concept came in. But speaking of the marshmallows, or as they are officially known, marbits, uh, because they're little bitty marshmallows... Have you guys seen the Marshmallows Only edition? I have. Have you tried it? I have not. I, I I didn't like milk as a kid, so in turn, I never ate cereal as a kid. I was a Pop-Tart guy. So mm. the Mallows Only didn't really appeal to me. 
Have you seen it, John? I have not. I am. Okay. I'm a little bit appalled. So actually, I, I don't think I could handle it. I never tried it. But one of our friends, Davis Drawn, did, and, and he said it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, oh, it's just, man. yeah. So it they first did it as a prize in a contest, and they, they made like 10,000 boxes. But then a couple of years ago, they actually just straight out sold them in stores. But I just couldn't ever bring myself to doing it. There are eight current permanent shapes. So they'll they'll bring in special shapes every now and then. I think the current special shape is like a diamond. It's a gem or something like that. But but they have eight permanent shapes mm-hmm. and they all have powers associated with them. Yeah. Uh, so the hearts have the power to bring things to life. Shooting stars. What, what do you think the shooting stars power is? And this is not real. This is, this is fake fictional, John. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dang it. I just, I, I feel like he shot the stars at something. Like he did the, in it. I don't remember. That's from the commercial so, though. I don't know what it's supposed to do. It has the power to fly. Or it gives you the power to fly. Oh. oh, does he I hop don't... on the star? Or does he do the star down I, and I like think, jump on it? I think he's hopped on the star in the commercials before. Okay. Just kind of flown. But that's my memory telling me that, that that's the case. But the horseshoes, I don't know the veracity of this. I, I pulled this from a, a wiki. And this one sounds wrong because I know that it was the power of the hourglass that is no longer a permanent one. But the horseshoe has the power to speed and slow down time. Uh, green clovers. What do you think that is? Bring you small redheaded man. I mean, what what is a clover supposed to good luck for you? Okay, sort of. So it is luck, but you never know what kind of luck you will get. Um, blue moons is the power of invisibility. Rainbows is instantaneous travel from place to place. So it's teleportation. Red balloons make things float. And the moon... You already said the moon. I already said the moon, which is the power of invisibility. So why do I have another moon that says it's the power to change alternate gravity? Oh. What's the pots of gold? So so they don't have pots of gold anymore. Those were discontinued a few years ago. Yeah, the pots of gold were replaced with the hourglasses. And then the hourglasses were then replaced by the unicorns, which are a current permanent one. And so... Gotcha. Anyway, uh, I, I don't know how accurate all that is. It kind of seems a little bit well, suspect. It seems it, like the leprechaun is is finding too many ways to travel. You don't need the star <laughs> and the balloon well, it's, it's, and the rainbow. It's it's not lucky using these powers. These are powers that, that gives you. Oh. Or these, these are just their special powers, period. And you said they're not it's real? Not, not just for no, they're not. Oh dang! Um, but speaking of Lucky, he is indeed the original mascot for Lucky Charms, but he almost lost his job at one point. It, yeah, Je- Evan. I know. I, I surprise. It makes me nervous. Oh, my greatest <laughs> yeah. In, I know. If he in, doesn't have uh, job security, what do, what do any of us have? Yeah. <laughs> he can always teach. So in 1975. <laughs> He was briefly replaced by Waldo the Wizard, but only in New England. The rest of the United States still kept lucky. 
So I guess it was they were they were it was a test market, and he tested pretty well. But ultimately, Lucky won out and, and remained the mm-hmm. mascot. Yeah, the um, boy Lucky. There yep. you go. So the the main slogan is they're magically delicious, right? But do you remember? the little jingle that he sang back in the day where he was just naming all of the shapes. Yeah. I was singing it in my head just the Do entire it. time. Heart stars and horseshoes, clovers and blue moons, pots of golden rainbows and the red balloons. You were so stinking close and tasty red balloons. Oh, mm. so close, so but we're nice. just going to end it with that because that was spectacular, <laughs> John. I was I was replaying it through my head the entire time because I was waiting for you to say, can you name them all? Would you rather have bad BO, but you not be able to smell it? Or would you rather be able to smell everybody else's BO? Smell everybody else's without even a considerable, <laughs> without having to consider anything with no doubt in my mind. My biggest insecurity is that when I walk away, people are going to say things about me. And so to, <laughs> just to even, even to think now, even though in theory in the would you rather, I wouldn't know. Uh-huh. I can't even fathom a reality where there's this <laughs> major thing that is not quirky but like universally disgusting that other people know about me that I don't know I'm out without even, without even thinking about it. Yeah. Definitely want to smell everybody else. And I would always, when I, when I'm thinking, I would always rather be inconvenienced than inconvenience someone. I wanted to be on the bottom apartment. The footsteps above, above me did not bother me as much as always wondering if I was bothering the people underneath me. Totally get that. Yeah. So this has been not, not this explanation, but the answer itself has been given by everybody so far, except for one person. Oh, I'm not going to tell you who it is. You're well, going to have to listen to the podcast to find to out all these. And I know exactly <laughs> who it was. <laughs> hey, I tune in every Thursday night for Twitch. Yeah, you do. Well, you I do. Mean, I don't know about every Thursday now, but you you do often. Yeah, the last four weeks when I mm-hmm. started following you. That's right. Rock on. All right, good good answer, Evan. I I gave the same answer, so I'm not the one who, who didn't. John hasn't given an answer yet, but I, I suspect he he is going to go against the grain. See, well. I just I don't know. I really am torn. This is one of those ones that. Like I in particular thought this question was so good because I am not sure I could answer it. I think it would literally be like a, hey, you have to make a decision now. Okay, I'm just going to say this one because I I literally, I don't know. It's like asking me to pick a favorite color. I can't do it. I can tell you an answer, but it may not. It's, I mean, it's, it's not true. So tell tell me your favorite color. I, I don't, I don't have one. Dude, don't, you said you could tell me an answer. Don't uh, lie. Cool, look, blue. Now it's time for a little bit of movie magic. And so this week we have another movie recasting for Top Gun Maverick, which has been nominated for Best Picture this year. Yeah, and what a great movie. We talked about this one whenever we did our 2022 recap. 
and it was mm-hmm. universally beloved, not only, you know, worldwide, but also with us. So we are drafting magical characters that are going to get recast or that are going to recast the roles of Maverick, Penny, Rooster, and Iceman. And now we are going to determine the order of the draft. James, would you do the honors? I'm going first, then it's John, and then it's Evan. Okay. I really think that three of my people will come back to me. I will be surprised if any of you choose them. So I'm going to start with my Iceman. And I am going to go with Gandalf yep, yep. As, as Iceman. Sure. Solid. So, so Maverick and Iceman are the same age, but Iceman is a lot more mature and has more of a leadership role than Maverick does because, of course, Maverick remains Maverick. And so I needed somebody that is more mature, who is more of a, a leader, at least at some point. And we, we see him die on screen and everybody else mourn him. And so that's enough for me to be able to make the comparison of, of Gandalf to Iceman. Sorry, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Maverick yet, but, and, and plus Gandalf is just one of the most awesome wizards ever. So mm-hmm. absolutely an icon. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. My turn. Yep. All right. I'm starting out with the titular character Maverick. I'm glad I got to use that word. Shout out to Josh Jackson <laughs> for for using it often enough for me to want to use it in something. I'm glad this came to me. Glad I got here at least before Evan because I'm worried knowing now that he is a Harry Potter fan that this character would be taken. <laughs> I'm taking Sirius Black. What? No! Yeah. That was what I thought was going to come back to me. <laughs> I should have taken him. Oh, no. It is. He is like the epitome of what Maverick's character is. Like he's the aging he, hotshot. He, you know, was friends with, you know, all, a group of guys and not all of them made it out. He is trying to be somewhat of a father figure to another character of one of his slain friends. Like... Sirius Black yeah. is Maverick. Like if you I were know, making makes, comparisons, it's, it makes so much sense, which is why does. I wanted him. Yep. But I could have sworn you were just going to pick Harry. Oh, oh man. Yeah, that is. Well, that is sometimes John is late. Well, and actually, I, I wasn't sure if given the last draft, you did a little gender bender. This time you might have gone with anthropomorphic animals. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm drafting the Animorphs. No, no way. Not not when it fits so well. I no, like, That's a no great pick. Yeah, that is the 101 for Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I did have to scrap my Maverick, but oh, no. the tanks. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Oh. Got a great, oh, no. great other Maverick. And I'm going to start with my Penny character because I think she's most likely to be taken because she is the obvious choice for Penny. It is Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch. No one loved anyone the way Wanda loved. If you need someone by your side... As you navigate a midlife crisis while also having to save the world, Wanda's who you want by your side. So with my penny draft, I'm going to go Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch. 
as long as you're not just solid. some random girl in a in a tragic universe jumping <laughs> a different universe. sure there's some collateral damage <laughs> oh i get to go back to back yeah okay so my okay let's see who do i want to go let's let's go let's go goose i'm gonna give my goose next my wingman my a rooster my my new wingman yeah, right? yeah, yeah. baby goose not oh r.i.p goose i had never seen by the way the original top gun mm-hmm. until we were ready to see the new top gun and we were like we gotta watch the original so we watched it and it we loved it and then we went to the theater and we're just truly blown away by maverick rooster i'm gonna go back to the world of harry potter we're gonna go neville longbottom there is not a more loyal wingman on the planet from from book one to book seven neville is the king from standing in front of them because he didn't want to lose points when they tried to sneak out after curfew to the incredible speech he gives to he who shall not be named in in the final battle of hogwarts the call to battle for those Mm -hmm. who had all but given up when they saw harry Neville Longbottom is my rooster. I can dig it. Neville is the main character of Harry Potter. <laughs> interesting. That's an interesting. Very, very well, could have been the prophecy. You know, yeah, could have been pointed well, to him. Okay, but, sorry, yeah. not 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 the main, the most important character in Harry Potter. Yeah, he's he's certainly incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a hottie now. He did have a real glow up. It's what the young people called it <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> John. All right. Serious Black. I know it. I think I think I'm going to go with my rooster next. I think the other two will come back to me. Y'all know me. I would choose a Harry Potter character, but I'm not going to, James, because... This time, I'm not going to be lazy. So this time, I'm choosing another younger character who lost parent to tragic accidents. I think he lost his his mom to a tragic accident. He definitely was not well, not well loved by the father, but kind of abandoned by the father. And so missing that father figure has to prove himself to other people's other other, you know, students at this camp just like rooster has to to kind of try to prove himself to be the leader over hangman in in a maverick top gun or top gun maverick and this Mm -hmm. is percy jackson ah yeah and i'm gonna consider it magic even though it might be considered power i don't know but anyway yeah percy percy jackson didn't know his father growing up i i think he lost his mom but i don't really remember that well now that i'm thinking about it but he definitely had to 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 try to show that he was a a person to be reckoned with nice i'm not that familiar with percy jackson i never read never read the books and never watched movies but i will take your word that he's a good rooster it was entertaining i really greek mythology was i think everybody at some point like in fifth grade gets real into greek mythology or maybe that was just me i don't know but yeah I, it it was a, a really cool thing that linked something that i had learned a lot about earlier on and then later on read those books and so it was just kind of neat awesome so i am going to go ahead 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and close out Goose. I'm oh, sorry, Baby Goose Rooster. And I'm gonna go a little bit of a different route than than you did. You you chose somebody who lost his parents early on. Both of you did. And my character didn't lose his parents, but he is in his father's shadow, and he shows glimpses of having of being more powerful than his father at times. But he still needs the training, and that is Gohan from Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Goku's son who doesn't necessarily go looking for a fight but he definitely doesn't shy away from one and like I said there are glimpses of his power there are glimpses of him overtaking his father he's coming up in his father's footsteps and in his father's shadow but transcending it and I'm not talking about like future Gohan I'm talking about just regular Gohan and also not kitty kid Gohan with a tail but I think he I think he would make a decent goose decent rooster yeah we're gonna get there that's my fault i said goose early and we just got on it now you're good and for maverick since you stinking took you should have known which is the one i was the most proud of uh, (laughs) are you are you skipping me right now what are you talking about i get my second yeah, and then oh, it's me the, again. We're on, we're on the back side of the serpentine, aren't yes, we? Yes, yes. We're yeah. back, up, we're back oh, yeah, at the top yeah. I now. forget there's like 17 picks between my... <laughs> there's, four, there's four picks in between. Anyway, I'm just going to take who I thought you were going to take. I'm going I'm to go ahead and take Harry. I I think he would be a popular choice if we if we put it out on a vote on social media or whatever. And so I would win that. But he, he, is, he is a hot shot. Sometimes he can be a hothead. Mm-hmm. And is a little bit proud of his abilities. And so he's he's a little bit more Top Gun Maverick than Maverick Maverick. Mm-hmm. But that's the best I can do. It, it's still Maverick. So I'm, I'm just going to go with Harry Potter. Yeah. I am going to go with my Iceman. And I'm going to slip back into my laziness here. There it goes. <laughs> and... The parallels are just all there for Remus Lupin. I mean, straight-laced guy for the most part. Like, even has a malady just like Iceman had in the movie, right? With with being a werewolf. Dies at the end. Best friend to the title character. Like, or not the title character, but... But to your Maverick. If, if to my Maverick. Like the parallels are just there. I, w- I really could have cast everything within the Harry Potter universe, and it would have been just fine. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to at least do this one. Yeah. That 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 makes great sense. That that really is a good Iceman. And I had actually also considered Lupin as my Maverick, just because he is an older teacher trying mm-hmm. to show the the young hot shots the way it's done and he was a hot shot himself once but he is a little bit too straight laced for a maverick mm-hmm. but i didn't even think about making him ice man and i think that was a really smart choice yeah so I, i'm glad you brought up percy because i was a little torn between magic and powers mm-hmm. and what they are but very specifically the next two both come out of Neil Gaiman's works. If you haven't read Neil Gaiman, read everything he writes. But the first one, My Iceman, is Odin, but specifically Odin as Wednesday in American Gods. There you go. Fantastic older leader. If you haven't read American Gods, it's about the American Gods of 
of entertainment and media, wealth, lust. These things are taking over the old gods. And so Wednesday is gathering up an army of old gods, of Egyptian gods and the Anubis brothers and all these different mythological gods in order to battle the American gods so they won't be forgotten. So Iceman, I have as Odin as Wednesday and American gods. Did either of y'all read American gods? No. I, I, um, is, is it the same a, as the show? I, I never watched the show, but I do. It is. The show is based on that book. Okay. And so, and I do think Neil was part of the show. So I would suspect it's a pretty good adaptation, especially when you have 10 hours, 12 hours to play with. You can get pretty close. And then my last pick, my Maverick. A bit obscure. Originally, I, I was hesitant to use it because of its obscurity. I was going to use Aslan here, and I thought, nope, it's <laughs> not the best Maverick. The mm. best Maverick is the Marquis de Carabas. From, from the Neverwhere. From Neverwhere, which is a, a book by Neil Gaiman about the underworld, and it's literally a world under our world. <laughs> that he is guiding this this girl in a magical land, protecting her and teaching her, and at times becoming so arrogant that he is a bad teacher. But of course, like every good book, he finds himself. And he remembers how important it is, and he begins to teach her again. He leaves her at one point, he comes back. But The Marquis de Carabas from Neverwhere, an underworld book by Neil Gaiman. So I, I love that pick. And there is a definite group of people who would vote for that answer. I had a tough time finding... It's my pick, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. I had a hard time finding a proper Penny, a character who not necessarily is trying to like just settle down, but has established like a life set up, you know, a, a life for herself. And then someone comes in and a, a little bit turns it not upside down, but definitely shakes it up a little bit. But I couldn't quite find a one for one. So I went with the next best which is Phoebe Hallowell from Charmed, mm -hmm. uh, as played by Alyssa Milano. And Phoebe Hallowell is one of three sisters who are all witches. And Phoebe has premonitions. That's one of her, her main powers that is unique among her, her siblings, at least. And she starts off fairly self-centered. Like, she uses her powers to kind of help herself a lot but as the show goes on she slowly starts to use that power for good and becomes more selfless and uh yeah that that's the best i got for for penny there you go so i'm kind of in the same boat that my my penny isn't the greatest one for one penny but it's just somebody that i wanted in that role anyway Period. Just because she is one of my favorite characters in one of my favorite games. And that's Jaina Proudmoore from World of Warcraft. She is one of the the world's most powerful mages, one of the one of the finest mages in Azeroth. She is currently the Lord Admiral of Kol Tiras and former leader of the Kirin Tor in Dalaran. She is a big deal. Uh, have always liked Jaina Proudmoore. 
And if the old man listens to this, he would vote for me to win <laughs> just because of her being my penny. She has nothing in, in common with Jennifer Connelly, <laughs> but anyway, so that's, that's the draft. This, this was actually kind of a tough one compared to some of our others. And I was so proud of my Harry Potter, or not my Harry Potter. I was so proud of my Maverick though. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And right out of the bat. You ruined it. You shouldn't have waited. Well, I thought somebody was going to take Gandalf, but I didn't think anybody was going to take any of my other three. So I did have Gandalf. He was a back. Did you also have Sirius Black? No, because I wanted to do Neville. I decided I didn't want to do two Harry Potters. Right. I I was thinking the same thing. That's why I didn't do Dumbledore. Well, I think Gandalf's better than Dumbledore, but. Hmm. (laughs) I've only read the first Lord of the Rings book, but I've got, I've got Dumbledore in a fight. Mm-hmm. There you go. I almost put Robert Angier from the Prestige, Hugh Jackman's character, mm-hmm. but he's not actually magic. He he's just a magician. You know what? He does science, and it's like magic science. He clones himself. Pretty does magical. he though? He does. He clones himself and kills himself every night. Yeah, that's sorry. Right. I just ruined a movie for anybody who has not What's seen it, like 2006. It's a it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coming up on 20 years on it. All right, well, uh, that's about it for us, Evan. Thank yeah. you for for being on with us. We'll, we'll definitely have you on again sooner rather than later. Where but, can um, people find you, Evan? Yeah, so I'm I'm really bad at social media. And so I have them all and I don't post ever. But yeah, Evan F. Henson, F is in Frederick, is my Instagram and my Twitter. I don't have Facebook anymore, but I love Twitter. I love to engage with people on there. I'm just not great at, at posting. I just very rarely think of things. I just text them to James instead of tweeting them. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's a lot less controversial that way. And people don't <laughs> get angry at me in the comments and nobody holds it over my head at my job. So, but yeah, I'm, you know. Twitter, Instagram, those kinds of things at Evan F. Henson. Guys, this is a ton of fun. Really hey, hey and also you and Johnny do a podcast. I do. I have a podcast very, very different than this one. A little bit. But <laughs> the, the Venn diagram, although I do know there's there's more than a few people that listen to both. But yeah, I have a podcast called Little C Church, where we talk about the local church and, and different things that, that interest us about the local church to millennials that haven't quite given up on the church yet and would encourage other millennials to do the same. And so, yeah, it's just a, a fun time for Johnny and I. We have guests, a lot of your guests, and Josh Jackson was on a couple of weeks ago. And uh, yeah, so that's my podcast. We don't have guests on the show. Third yeah, chairs. We, we, yeah, we have. Uh, everybody. Everybody that comes on is a host. Yeah, you're a host. You are entertaining our <laughs> listeners. You're a host. Yeah, you're a friend have, who likes uh, stuff. We have friends who like stuff come on our podcast too. So we just don't <laughs> let them talk about that thing. No, yeah, they're just they're yeah. just guests though. Yeah, they are. Our podcast <laughs> is no fun compared to this one. <laughs> Only listen to this one. No, I love podcasts. I always said I was going to start one. And then just last semester, Johnny and I were like, we have literally everything we need to do this. And Josh Jackson produces it for us. One of our fellow friends who likes things, likes stuffs. And so, yeah, Josh, Josh is crushing it on that and really helping us out because I have no idea how to do that side of things. Yeah, Josh is the man. Josh is the man. So that's a wrap for today's episode of Friends Who Like Stuff. Thanks for tuning in and listening to our discussion on magic. 
Uh, we hope you enjoyed hearing our opinions and Evan's insights <laughs> and even discovered something new to check out. I am going to read or more likely listen to a few uh, books that Evan has recommended now. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Every Thursday night, we stream on Twitch. We're probably going to be doing Destiny this week because Lightfall dropped. And so leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and just let us know what you think join us next time as we dive into a new topic with another rotating third host and until then keep exploring and enjoying the things you're passionate about <laughs> thanks for being a friend who likes stuff bye <laughs>